Yo, everybody, this is the one and only String, and this is String's Theory. Um, pretty much, it's a show where I talk about everything, like media, um, media, m- media, and apparently there's this, like, Slenderverse thing that I'm a part of or something, so I might, you know, talk about that every now and then, um, but that's not that important. We're here about media and stuff. Anyway, um, starting off, um, I think we're going to have uh, a little bit of Q&A, and um, let's see what we got here. Hey String, how you feeling? How you doing? You're not dead, right? Mm, no. Uh, hey, uh, I hope I don't uh, seem like a a gigantic idiot, because I, I hope I'm doing this right, but uh, I have a question for you, and uh, that is, um, if do you have any experience with uh, video editing? I know Adam uh, has a lot of that, but like, wanted to ask you too, because like, I have a huge thing for video editing, because I, I also, I'm really good with uh, video editing, I have like, two year experience with it. I, I'm the same person who made that uh, Come to Daddy. Uh, Tribe 12 music video thing. So, yeah. Bye. Thanks. Yo! So, um... Yeah. First off... You're awesome. I love that video. Second off, Adam's here. Hi, Aphex Twin. I love it. You you know what, what buttons to press. Absolutely. That is like, you are like one of our favorite people because that video was fucking amazing. Um, so yeah, you should be proud of your ability because it just, it thematically tone everything. You chose the right clips to use and it really went together very, very well. Nailed it. Nailed it. Absolutely. A plus. Absolutely. See me after class for a nice pat on the back. Yeah. Um, as for my personal video editing experience, I actually do have a bit of video editing experience. Um, my high school that I went to is one of those, like, you know, you have to apply to, and my major was um, video. So I ended up learning a lot and... I am very, very much experienced with like, um, you know, professional editing equipment and, and programs and such. Um, I ended up though at the time going into different fields. Um, I ended up cause right at the time that was when like early, early ARGs were going on. So things like, uh, I love bees and such. And I ended up becoming absorbed with that and figuring out how I could, you know, do that. And, um, 
I started experimenting a lot with new media. And so I ended up from there jumping into audio, jumping here, jumping there, and I've been all over the place. But um, to, to actually stop rambling like an idiot, the yes, I do have some video editing experience. Uh, I am, um, I'd say, proficient. Um, one of the big things, and that's actually something that we're going to be doing tonight with our critique of Baby Driver, is um, we look at cinematography. We know, like, good framing and blocking and all of those other ings. Um, and we're in love with that. I mean, that's... You'd say that that's a passion. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's not about the content of the video. It's about how it's made. And I really appreciate how people make certain things, especially Edgar Wright. So I'm going to really enjoy this film. I already know it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, yes, I know some stuff. And secondarily, you are fucking amazing. Yeah, A+, plus, man. Oh, yeah. Keep it up. Oh, yeah. You, you, you say that you only have two years of experience, but it's, you've already accomplished a whole lot and you're doing things right so you keep doing what you're doing um i've seen some of your comedic videos those are good i've uh, obviously you know you're hearing us rave about the come to daddy um you're you're pushing all the right buttons you're doing all the right things you keep doing you keep improving yourself keep doing more and more and more and we want to see more absolutely yes all right, so we're going to see The Baby Driver. Yay, it's sequel to Boss Baby. I'm so excited. I know, it's like Boss Baby. Now look who's who's driving. Boss Baby, uh, now it's now it's serious. Now, now back in action. Serial. Electric Boogaloo 2. Absolutely. The Reckoning. Perfect. The Dark Knight. Returns. Return of the Dark Moon. Baby. Transformers, yes. No, don't, actually. So, um, anyway, this is uh, Edgar Wright's first big film. He's, like, done some stuff. Edgar Wright's, I feel he's been making big films since he started. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Especially with, like, the Cornetto stuff and, and stuff with, uh, oh, God, brain fart. Um, uh, Simon Pegg, yeah. Yeah. But those are, like, what he's, like, absolutely, like, most well-known for. I 
that I need from this is for is, is, is for a Marvel at, like a crossover, right? Yes, for a Marvel Marvel crossover. Cinematic Universe. I, I just he just needs to spin around and then fucking Spider-Man's there. Yes. And just no, actually, what I need is a fucking stellar soundtrack. Oh yes. It has to have an amazing soundtrack, and I know from a little bit of snooping that it does have some great stuff. Oh, um, I, I, I did. I didn't look at the soundtrack, but I saw that there was like 72 or something songs. Oh, yeah. It's I was like, like, oh my god, that's so many. Yeah, it's, it's fucking insane. But, 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 do you know where Baby Driver gets his name? Um, I didn't until you you enlightened me, and then I realized, oh yes, that is a song. Oh know. yeah, so yeah, Simon and, Guy, um, Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah, right? Simon and Garfield. Gar Garf Guy Garfunkel. Guy, Guy Fury. Yeah. So, uh. Simon and Guy Fury, they um, um, have this really, really iconic, like, I, I, would you like say like it's like late 60s, early 70s. I can't remember when that track actually came out. But they have a song entitled um, Baby Driver, which is really um, about... Um, well, here, I'm going to let you guys listen to it, and um, then I will tell Adam what it is about. All right, so, yeah, they call me Baby Driver. So what do you think that that's about? I mean, it's a song. I looked at the lyrics. The, the lyrics are pretty, uh, pretty good um, in terms of like. There's no conflict. It's mainly about him being like, "Hey, uh, I got to hold a gun. I didn't have to go serve in the army. My mom and dad got promotions, and I got to have sex." Good song. <laughs> That's what it seems like it's about. So, um, what Baby Driver is about. Uh, it's pretty much um, the singer, Simon, um, him pretty much chatting up a girl so that he can fuck her. That's it. That's the entire song. Okay, I was, I was pretty close. Yeah, there, so, there's no real conflict. It's just, hey, I get to drive my car, uh, got a lot of money, and get to have sex at the end. Happy, happy movie. Good job. Yep, so, yeah, um, the whole idea, the, the idea of calling him... Um, him being called Baby Driver, and I don't know if this is going to relate to the actual movie, but chances are it probably is. He's this cool, collected guy that picks up chicks and give them dicks. <laughs> that's that's pretty much it. It's the whole idea of a baby driver is he picks up babies and he drives them. Oh, so he's like a, he's like an Uber. Yes, um, a Jigaloober. Jigaloober. Yes. Why didn't they, they call the movie Jigaloober? Or Jigalift? I, I don't know. Jiggle Taxi. Yeah. Jiggle um, Chauffeur. Yeah. Come on, Edgar Wright, step up your game, what the fuck? What the fuck? I, I don't know. Did you ever get those forks, or were they never sent? Considering we uh, didn't really get much of a scrutinary chance, I'm going to guess you never got those McDonald's fry forks. And if you never got them, I'm sorry for your loss. Well, 
unfortunately, I am forkless currently. So, uh, to this date, I have not received a fork, and I'm very sad. It's a very sad time in this uh, current state of the world, and I don't got a fork. But hopefully, McDonald's will find it in their heart. They're terribly plaqued out heart that they'll reinstate the forks and then we'll have another chance. Maybe. Um, on a serious note though, do you remember your P.O. box? Yeah. What your, um... Excuse me, I'm just eating. Sorry. What's your, um, P.O. box? Well, my P.O. box is kind of been deactivated since I'm moving, mm. so it's only like good for a few more months and I don't think that's good enough time to send anything because it could come after the time because some shipping dates have been past uh, like several months, so yeah, well, I figured it'd be best for me to close it out until I get a, a better one and then like a new one up north and then I'll tell people to send stuff there. Okay, but um, pretty much um, as it stands right now, um, you will be setting up um, forwarding, though, right? Because you can do you can do parcel forwarding. Um, can I? Yes, you can. I'll explain it a little bit more in detail because I'm pretty sure nobody wants to be bored with that shit right now. Yeah. But yes. Um, so if you have sent something, great. Um, we're gonna do what we can to make sure that we are receiving that. Um, if you have not sent something already, though, hold off because Adam um, will be in transit. Uh, I don't know if you've made the formal announcement, but I guess you just kind of did it now. I guess so, yeah. Um, so that um, he can be closer to where the action is. That That's all we're going to let on right now. Um, he will be, for a time... Um, uh, not in Florida and um, so we'll be setting up a new P.O. box and all that kind of fun stuff and we'll give you more information later when that is um, relevant so um, congratulations your flippant question actually got some new information <laughs> alright so I have a more serious question this time when it came to when Skrinari was answering direct messages on Discord, did you expect such a massive wave of people to start sending Skrinari random messages, kind of like what I did uh, when I asked a question, a stupid question? Did you expect that to happen, or was it a risk you just took on the matter? Because I'm starting to think that you expected it to happen? But at the same time, didn't want it to happen. And I don't know if that makes sense. It doesn't. That's it. Well, um, yeah. Uh, it was entirely intended. Because, uh, Scanari is effectively a direct response to the way that the community consumes media. Um, a jump scare really can only go so far. I mean, it's a jump scare. It just happens, 
that's that. But when a mysterious picture gets posted and one person's freaking out and then a bunch of people kind of pull them off to the side and say, what's going on? Why are you freaking out? It's just a picture. And then they say, that's the outside of my apartment. That sticks with you. That's impact. And that's what we're going for. Spooky. Yeah. So the idea here is Scanari is very deliberate in the way that he communicates with the community. And when you say something, be it flippant or not, it's going to have impact later. Because, just like you and I, he remembers. So, right now, we're sitting here in the theater, and there's showing some YouTube Red commercial. It's, it's already really bad. So it's pretty much showing everybody. Wait, wait, no, no. You what can, is this? No, no, no. Actually, if you're quiet, you can hear a bunch of people talking about, like, YouTube behind us. Red. They just said red tube. That's not what YouTube red is. Red tube is something yeah, completely no, different. We don't, we don't need red tube. <laughs> so this looks like a... Um, yeah, this looks like some stupid Big Brother um, scripted uh, Victorian show. Oh, oh, this is Escape the Night, yeah. What even is that? I don't know what it is. So, Escape the Night is pretty much like a themed um, horror series thing. It's effective. It's it's really interesting. Like, it's like... It looks dumb. Yeah, it is. It really is. It's, it's just kind of... Yeah. Hey, it's Lindsay Sterling. Oh, wow. Is this like YouTube, the previews? Yeah, it's like, yeah, that's really all it is. It's just YouTube the previous. Her show, actually, is, um, I've heard, is, like, actually really good. No, I'm sure she's very talented. And she is, from what I've seen. I remember when she, like, made it on the big YouTube screen with, uh, I think she was dressed as Zelda playing, or yeah. Link playing Zelda music. Yeah. Yeah, well, her, um, her live show is apparently really, really good. Brave enough. Join to watch now. More YouTube Red stuff. Yeah, more YouTube Red. Come on, give us one more. Give us another one. Shane Dawson, the movie. Let's go. No. no. Oh, wow. No, they're done. No, no. U.S. Army, technically. Yeah. Actually, yeah. no, not technically. So, um, yeah. So, here's the question for you guys. Um, when, we, when, when we inevitably get approached by YouTube to start our YouTube Red exclusive series. Um, what do you want it to be? Mm. I'm hoping uh, to collaborate with Jay-Z so I could have Drive 12 featured exclusively on Tidal. Oh yeah, that's definitely something we're going to be doing. We're, we're, we completely be all over that. I came up with the 444 reference first. Jay-Z stole my idea. That's right. Now I'm going to hit him with, with the lawyers. Yep, hit him with the lawyer. And then he'll see what's for. For, what's, for. Yeah. But anyway, um, so you guys, call in. Tell us what you want to see us make as a YouTube Red series. And that way we can then play this for the YouTube people and get money. I mean... Views. 
I mean subscribers. I mean, I mean a, a, like, an army of followers blindly accepting what we post. I, I mean, no, exactly that. Yeah, ex exactly that. <laughs> so. Oh, you're recording now. Yeah. I'm recording right now because oh. we need this. You, we, I, we need to capture oh. this afterglow because this right here. Cinema per perfection. The the framing, the pacing, everything. Choreography alone. It was just perfect. And like I said, I said, I called it going in. I was expecting the soundtrack to be just perfect for it to be like 100 Dude, I didn't fucking expect them to play like a Boards of Canada song out of nowhere. I like tensed up like shit. Yeah. Oh, I was so excited. Yeah. It's beautiful. See, here's the biggest thing. The biggest thing is, I had a I had a suspicion that this is based off of a music video, and I'll play the song for the music video here in a moment. But it's I I don't know if it was um, him that directed it, but um, effectively, there's this British music video which is like a a heist. And the entire video is just trained on the um, wheelman. And effectively, he's just like, how long do I need? How long do I need? And he, and he picks a song that is the appropriate length. And then you just see him dancing and playing around and everything the whole time. And then like a cop goes by and then he like tenses up. And, and he's just, you know, doing everything. And, and effectively, when the song ends, that's when he drives. And so I was very, very, very much like saying, I strongly believe that this is based off of that. Um, but um, holy shit! Edgar Wright had such had such a great vision. Oh my goodness! Like I said before, it's not. It, it's. I'm just looking at. Hold. I'm looking at all the the credits here with all the song credits. Oh yeah, there's so many songs. It's. It's not the subject matter that makes him good. It's the way he makes the movie. Oh my god, yes. Oh my god, yes. He's entirely, like 100%, all about making cinema. And it, everything that he's done is deliberate. And every single action. Yeah. Every single action, every single movement of the camera, everything that's in the frame is entirely intentional. And it's amazing how they like did that, where like you'll hear someone say a lyric and like there's graffiti on the wall that matches that lyric and it comes into frame right when you hear the, the lyric. It's just everything. That, that whole opening sequence, the, the opening sequence, the one-shot opener, was so good. I was like shaking at how fucking good it was. It's just absolutely amazing. So um, now we're staring at a blank movie screen. So here, I'm going to find the song for that music video so uh, that you guys can um, listen to that right now. Let me just say that was a 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. I Jeez. could see that many, many times and it will not get old. You'll find new things each time. It's one of those movies, Edgar Wright and up there with Tarantino. Yeah, this oh is this God. is this is really the beginning of a new classic. Oh, man, Edgar Wright, he's this is his big one. I'm so excited to see where it takes him. All right.
So, that was amazing. It was probably... I know that it was the best movie I've seen this year. Um, It's one of the best movies I've seen this decade. Um, It's amazing. It's one of those films that you just... You end up seeing and it informs a genre. It's something that helps define things. And it's one of those things where you can watch it and you can say that you have actually watched something new. Um, You know, there really aren't new things anymore. Everything is just a rehash of a different formula or different things like that. Um, but really, originally, uh, originality is nothing more than undetected plagiarism. And unfortunately, so much of what we see is so unoriginal. It's so detectable. It's something that we've seen before. And this movie was one of those things where Sure, you have seen people do lip sync. Sure, you've seen like things happen in tune with music. Sure, you've seen choreographed sequences. But this combination of just everything happening, where music informs every action that happens on screen it it just really it hasn't happened before and this was a real treat and Dr. Wright is a fucking genius and I just really can't wait to see his next project because if all of his new stuff is going to be this good I mean you can't really go wrong